The opinions and views you're about to hear in this podcast are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his department or any other organization that he is a member of. The host does not speak for anybody, only himself. This is the I Am Pith Podcast. Get ready for contact. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts yesterday, The Drinking Bros, and uh, Ross Patterson was interviewing Danny Trejo, the actor. And Danny Trejo said, uh, well, he repeated a quote he heard from this Irish poet named Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde was a poet in the 1800s. The quote is, be yourself because everyone else is already taken. And then yesterday I, uh, I did an interview with this guy, Kentucky, and he asked me how I, how I would describe myself. And it, it's always hard for me to kind of describe myself in words, you know, but I went with the whole, you know, Border Patrol agent, police officer, our veteran route. But he asked me how to describe myself politically before I became who I am, a you know, strong black conservative. And I told him, I was like, I was a chameleon with no true identity. And he asked me to elaborate on that, and, you know, I didn't really get to elaborate as deep as I wanted to, because, you know, it's a it's a structured interview with, you know, timed responses, and I don't do well <laughs> in that realm with trying to give deep, deep, deep thoughts and, you know, give deep responses, because, you know, there's such a limited amount of time, but I was laying in bed inspiration struck and I was like man let me do my podcast and uh give it a little bit more in depth into what I mean by me being a chameleon and having no identity so for most of my life I've always been the guy that went along to get along I've always wanted to be the guy that was just like everybody else I wanted to be the cool guy I wanted to be the in the in crowd I would do and say anything to be like everybody else I was around. Hence why I say I've always considered myself a chameleon. When I was in the Army, I was that way. And I mean, in high school, you know, even when I got to the police department for the first half of my career, I, I didn't want to be the oddball out. I didn't want to be the guy that stood out because he didn't look like everybody else because I was afraid of what everybody would think about me, what I would look like. But guess what? Lo and behold, I was still always the oddball oddball out, no matter what I did, because I'm an original. I'm the only original copy of me, because God only made one me. You see, with me, my conscience has always guided me. My conscience has always told me when something wasn't right or something wasn't wrong. But yet, when my conscience tells me this and I see everybody else doing wrong, I would constantly, even back then, go along with the crowd because I was so afraid of being the guy to stand out and speak out. I was so afraid of what everyone else would think if I did the right thing, but they still did the wrong thing. You know, where does that come from? You know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, we all want to belong. We all want a sense of belonging. We all want to be in a community. 
And, and when you become a member of a community, regardless of what community it is, you form a bond, you all become family, and everybody mostly thinks the same and thinks alike. You know, that's, it's a community, and, it, and it's comfortable. You know what's not comfortable? Being the one guy in your community that's not like everybody else. I mean, if you got a street full of people and everybody on the street gets along, but there's always that one person, that one house, that one family, and everybody on the block knows who that family is. Oh, that's such and such in that house. They're different. They're loud, you know. They're always doing something. And everybody on the block talks about that family. And so for this early AM thoughts on this podcast, my message to all of you is don't be a chameleon. Don't be afraid to walk alone. Don't be afraid to stand out. Be you, man. Be true to who you are. Be truthful. And because here's the deal. When you walk with the group anyway and go along with the group, guess what? People are still going to talk about you. People are still going to judge you. People are still going to have some not-so-nice things to say about you, even though you're in their group. No matter what you do, people are going to talk about you if you do something good, if you do something bad. If you set off to chase a dream and you fail, people are going to talk about you. You set off to chase a dream and you succeed. People still going to talk about you. No matter what you do, somebody is always going to have something to say. So you might as well go ahead and do what you want to do and be the person you want to be and not let everyone else's opinion and feelings and beliefs about you control you. And I'm telling you this from a person that spent the first 28 years of my life always worried and concerned about the herd and what the herd would think. But, you know, I found true freedom once I realized it was okay to step away from the herd and wander off and find myself and do my own thing and take my own path. You know, I love the quote, you know, of taking the path less traveled. And I started doing that when I was 28. And you know what? My life has been so much better for it. You know, the path that everyone takes, it's trampled. You know, it's it's not as dangerous. It's safe. It makes us feel good. We know that there's rest stops on that path. We know there's people on that path that are going to support us and pat us on the back. But the moment you decide, you know what? You get to that fork in the road and everybody's going down that path that everyone travels. And you look at everybody like, I think I'm going to go this way. Everybody's going to look at you with a side eye. And everybody's going to look at you like you're crazy. People thought I was crazy when I left the police department and went to the border patrol. Why? Because most people come to this department and they stay for, you know, 20 plus years and get a retirement. Very few people I know in this department have left to go chase other dreams or become federal agents. There have been some recently. But for the most part, that's a very small percentage because as human beings, we seek out comfort. We loved comfort. But see, the problem with comfort is you don't grow in comfort. 
you become stale, you become stagnant. And you just waste away slowly, little by little. You know, me, I took that chance. I set off and chased down a dream. And I, with no guarantees, moved my family out west on my own dime. Left everything I had known and believed in here in Kentucky. Everything, just left it all to go chase a dream. And you know, I succeeded, but... It just wasn't what I thought it was. But now that I'm back here, it's given me a better perspective of being back here. But one thing I've also realized on this journey that I've been in in life, you know, my journey in law enforcement and my new journey in podcasting and writing my book, the one thing I know is that people hate what they can't control and people hate when you go off and do your own thing and become your own person and they can't and they have no say in it you know i think i'm starting to kind of go through that a little bit with everything i'm doing breaking out and kind of being my own person and letting my voice be known and heard the one thing i realize is that it is easy to stand up in a room full of people and express your feelings and be yourself with everyone else in that room looks like you and believes like you and has the same feelings you have. But it's a little different if you go into a room full of strangers who don't look like you, who don't sound like you, and don't think or believe like you, and then to stand up and say what you believe and feel, knowing that there's going to be backlash. And see, that's the space I'm in right now with my podcast and doing my book. And in our culture and in our climate, The whole black conservative thing is very new territory for some. And especially for me being a police officer in a large metropolitan area. And not even just that, a large democratic, far left-leaning area. You know, I already know people looking for me. People probably have it out for me on this police department. Because I'm standing out right now. I'm taking the path that other people are taking because people are afraid to do it. You'd be surprised at how many officers out here are afraid to speak up or say anything because they're afraid of getting in trouble. They're afraid of getting fired. And no, for them, I don't blame them. In my position, I don't need this job. I want this job. I don't need this check. I want this check. No need versus want. It changes things in your life. And God has blessed me to be in this position. And I feel like God has given me a voice to help my fellow officers and help disenfranchise people in this city. You know, and I feel like God has given me my own thoughts and God has given me a voice to be reasonable, not to live in the extremes of the left or the right. And people are not always going to agree with everything I do and everything I say. But all I hope that people realize is that I'm coming from a place of love and servitude, trying to help people, trying to help bridge the gap, you know, and not everybody's going to like it. You know, I was on Facebook the other day talking about Trump and the things he said during his interview the other day, you know, about Ashley Babbitt. And, you know, there's people that I usually mostly agree with on my Facebook page that disagree with me. And that's okay. I don't expect everybody to agree with me. I don't. I don't expect my wife to agree with everything. 
I don't expect the people in chain of command and where I work at to agree with me, to like my podcast. But guess what? I'm a free person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a citizen of this country. Like I said, I've almost died for this country. And just because you are a frontline employee somewhere, just because you don't have rank on your shoulder does not mean that your opinion is not important and what you believe is not important. You know, there's certain ways to go about doing it and expressing it, but you and you got to be smart about it. But me, like I said, I don't use this platform as a way to demean my department or to shame where I work or to call out anybody where I work in a negative manner or fashion. You know, if there's something I see that really strikes me, yeah, I'm going to say something, I'm going to speak my mind. I can do that. I'm an American citizen, like I say, but I'm going to do it in a respectful manner. But even then, there's still probably going to be backlash, and I'm just not afraid of the backlash. And when you are not afraid of the people that run the house, you know, when you're not afraid of those in control, you know, it's a freeing feeling. But even more so, those in control, when they know you're not afraid, that puts a target on you. It does. And so, you know, I'm not saying I'm being targeted, but I have a sneaky suspicion that that might be a thing in the future. Who knows? But regardless, I'm going to the grave speaking my mind, speaking up for my fellow officers and speaking up for what's right in this city and speaking up for what's right in this country. I'm not going to allow myself to be silenced. So I spent most of my life being silent, just going along to get along because I did not want to trouble the waters. And that got me nowhere. You know, and all this reminds me of this past summer, being in the city of Louisville as a police officer and dealing with the rioters and, you know, all the far left groups, BLM and Antifa. It was so funny, you know, it's, uh, we would have these massive groups of people approach us and everybody's just in your face yelling and screaming at you, telling you the worst things that any human could say to another human. I mean, it was, the behavior was just atrocious. It was disgusting, you know, and there's strength in numbers on the protesters side and they were just encouraging and nagging each other on to say all these mean and evil, vile things. But I remember coming across one of the, protest leaders by himself away from the crowd and you know I wasn't near my police buddies and he and I actually talked and he was decent to me yet lo and behold right before he and I talked he was just saying all these evil things just you know I hope you die and you know you're a sellout you're an uncle Tom you're a coon you're a piece of garbage you're a slave catcher but as soon as he stepped away from the group, he was decent to me. And see, for me, I understand what's going on with all this stuff. This is all a game. It's all a political ploy. This is, you know, to get likes, get clicks, and get cash, and get power, and political pool. And I was disgusted with that, man. Absolutely disgusted with that. But at the same time, I understand because I used to be him. I used to be that chameleon. I used to be the guy in the crowd with everybody else going along because I didn't want to stand out. 
But lo and behold, once I get around away from the crowd, I would be my true self. But only in like one-on-one places and one-on-one incidents where I could trust somebody. But if I wasn't in that situation, I would be putting on an act, putting on a show for everyone else around me. And see, I no longer want to live that life. And I don't want anybody else to live that life. The fact that that protest leader could make the switch like that from being an anti-police, Uncle Tom Hayden, you know, just every, he was everything summed up in 2020. He was all of it, man. And just to completely switch and be a decent person and actually talk to me, man, it was, ugh. And I feel like, you know what? So many of us live like that. We live our everyday lives like that. We live for the praise of those in our echo chambers. We live for the praise of those in our community. We live for the praise of those we interact with every day. But is it worth losing your own identity, not knowing who you are, and just being a part of the crowd to, to receive kudos is it worth it? It's not. I don't think it is. That's why I stopped doing it. You know? The moment you step away from the crowd and the moment you start doing your own thing and going down your own path, man, you're going to have to be strong because people are going to come after you. People are not going to like you because you're different, because you don't sound like everybody else. And it's scary. Well, it was scary. Like I said, I've been doing this so long now, you know, everybody knows who Dexter Pitts is, where I work at. And and I'll be honest, there's a lot of black people, where I, a lot of black officers on this department that are not fond of me because I am a conservative and I do not go down the road of identity politics. I've been involved with arguments with officers on this department, you know, and I've been told by other people. Like a lot of black officers hate you and don't like you. And guess what? That's absolutely fine. But I think I said it before. Nobody gets to tell me how to be black. Nobody gets to tell me how to be Dexter Pitts. God has already instructed me and told me who I am. And I'm just going down the path that I believe that God has set before me. And because of that, people hate me for that. And I don't care. And like I said, the truth is, man, most people, I've been here 12 years. And you know what? Not too many black officers have said anything to my face directly. But it's always hearsay, you know. But like I said, there's a lot of black officers on this department that I talk with that we don't always agree. But we have a mutual respect and a mutual relationship where we can express our feelings to each other. And it's okay. We're still cool. Because we don't all have to think alike and be alike. See, and I feel, really feel like people hate me because I don't embrace the color of my skin. See, me, I embrace my freedom. I embrace the hard work that I've done in this country. I embrace being an American. That's what I embrace. I, don't, I do not embrace identity politics. I do not embrace victimhood. I do not embrace anything that is a detriment to where I'm trying to get to in life. And the shackles of victimhood are only going to hold me back. 
and I'm not going to let that be me. See, I'm through being a chameleon. I'm through trying to be everybody's friend. I'm over trying to be the guy that everybody likes. I'm through trying to be the tough guy. I'm through drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm over all the excuses for bad behavior. I'm over systematic racism and crap. I'm not doing none of that. And because of that, I don't drink the Kool-Aid. There are just certain places in this life, and especially in my career, and especially in my department, where I am not going to be welcomed. And I'm absolutely okay with that because I am okay walking on this path alone. You know, I'm good company for myself. Not only that, you know, I know God's walking with me. You know, I see certain people getting moved into certain positions and and going down certain paths in their career on this department. You know, because it takes drinking the Kool-Aid to do that. And that's just something I'm not willing to do. You know, but I find it so funny that when I was walking with the crowd, trying to be like everybody else, trying to be accepted and liked, nobody said anything to me. And see, that was me being fake. That was me being a chameleon. I wasn't being my real self. But the moment I started being my real self and living out the the true principles Jesus Christ of being a Christian and being a conservative, that instant I became a sellout. I was a sellout because I didn't go with the group and believe like everybody else. But because I stayed true to myself and what I believe and what I wanted in this life, I'm a sellout. And that, hey, you know what? It's working out good for me so far. I really don't. Like I said, I don't need anybody's approval or permission to go and be great. God has set this path before me anyway, and I'm definitely going to get to wherever God wants me to go. Like I say, I'm still trying to figure this thing out as I'm going along. Still trying to figure out, you know, there's so much I just don't know going forward with, you know, my career, you know, this podcast, book. I have an idea of where I want to go, but I don't know. All I know is my bags are packed and I'm going down this road by myself you know there are going to be people that support me on this path and i am truly thankful to each and every one of you all that that support me that listen to me i said i got just over two thousand downloads which is really not a lot when you consider there are millions upon millions of podcasts out there everybody named mama got a podcast you know i tell people all the time i'm just a guy with a microphone and an opinion Nothing special about me, <laughs> nothing at all, you know. You know, I'm I'm prepared to walk down this path, and I'm prepared for any of the obstacles that might come come my way. I'm prepared for any sort of adversities that I might face on this path, and I'm not afraid. And like I said, people hate what they can't control, and people hate when you're not afraid of them, and. I just want to go ahead and make that declaration again. I've said it a couple times. I'm not afraid. Dexter Pitts will never be afraid of what man can do to me. Because I know who I serve. And I know that my Lord and Savior has set this path before me. And I'm going to make this journey. I'm probably going to get dirty along the way. Probably going to get scuffed up and scraped up. But when I do get to wherever I'm going, I'm going to arrive in style and in grace. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Thank you all for tuning in again and listening to me rant. This is the Iron Pits Podcast. You can now listen to the Iron Pits Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. If you all could, please go to Apple and leave me a review, rate the show. And before I leave, I just want to leave you all with one little thing. There are going to be people in this life that curse you. There are going to be people in this life that hate you, despise you, and everything that you are. But no matter what, you do not sink to their level. You be yourself. You be the better person. And do what the Bible says in Luke 28. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in. Have a good one.